A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everybody, it's Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. Hi, happy Thursday. Guys, I'm so off in my days and nights and everything. Luckily, I've been using my planner for some deadline stuff with work, so that's good, but I've written podcast in the last five days of my planner. So now I'm getting it done today. Happy um, weird weather spring from Colorado. Yeah. Hope everyone's staying healthy and safe and just hanging in there. And that's about all I'm going to say about that. You guys know what's going on. I don't have to be the bearer of any more bad news. Um, I've got a lot of new likes on Facebook, so thanks for that, you guys. Instagram, I'm s- kind of getting better at it. It's not that I don't know how to use it. I just don't make time to use it, if that makes sense. So find me on Facebook, Legends and Lattes Podcast. Instagram, also Lattes and Legends. Twitter, I use it sometimes. I'm not going to lie. it It's just not my thing. But I'm on there, too. And I still have a Patreon going on. It's patreon.com slash lattes and legends. And um, I found some cool stuff on social media that you should check out. As much as I've been trying to take a break from social media, there are some cool things. I toured the Winchester Mystery House a couple days ago, and I found that on social media. Or you can just Google it. There's tons of art museums that you can also tour right now online. So that's pretty awesome. And I've got something fun at the end of the show that I'm going to do. So I'm going to jump right into this as I'm having a vanilla latte from my one coffee shop that's still open. Oh, thank you. Um, So we're going to talk about zombies today. And the reason I chose zombies is because they're pretty fun um, to learn about and to watch. And the history of zombies is 
crazy. And it goes back way, way, way further than I anticipated. So that's what we're going to talk about today on this short and sweet little episode. Here we go. Zombies. Um, sources I got for this were from my new favorite book, Phantasmagoria by Terry Breverton, Wikipedia, History.com, TheAtlantic.com, NPR.org, BBC.com, Anthropology.msu.edu, and LiveScience.com, which LiveScience.com is super awesome website. You should check it out. I found some information about another podcast, maybe for next week, on there as well. So it's a pretty cool site, especially if you're trying to break away from newsy stuff. Um, yeah, here we go. Zombies. So what do you know about zombies? What are the traits of a zombie? So in pop culture and folklore, usually it's a reawakened corpse with a ravenous appetite or someone bitten by another zombie infected with a zombie virus. Zombies are usually portrayed as strong but robotic beings with rotting flesh. What's their mission in life or death? To feed, of course. They typically don't have conversations, but some of them do grunt. All right, so the origin of zombies. The ancient Greeks may have been the first civilization terrorized by a fear of the undead. Archaeologists have unearthed many ancient graves which contained skeletons pinned down by rocks and other heavy objects. And this is assuming that the Greeks were trying to prevent bodies from reanimating. Yikes. Um, zombie folklore has been around for centuries in Haiti as well, possibly originating in 17th century when West African slaves were brought in to work on the sugarcane plantations. The brutal conditions left the slaves longing for their freedom. And according to some, the life or rather afterlife of a zombie represented the horrific plight of their slavery. Hmm. Uh, voodoo and zombies have gone hand in hand for quite some time as well. Voodoo is a religion based in West Africa and practiced throughout Haiti and the Caribbean, Brazil, the American South and other places with an African heritage. A side note, if you want to discover more about voodoo and, um, you can travel again. I would suggest going to New Orleans. There's some awesome shops there, some really awesome um, voodoo practitioners that you can chat with. They're very, most of the ones I met there were very open about um, teaching others about it. Um, you can learn about hoodoo there as well. So they are two different things. And yeah, you should totally. Um, learn about it, or while you have time, you can look it up. All right, here we go. So, um, the myth about zombies evolved slightly in voodoo, with the Haitians believing that zombies were corpses reanimated by shamans and voodoo priests. Sorcerers in voodoo used their, be used their bewitched undead as free labor, or to carry out other nefarious tasks. This was the post-colonialism zombie, the emblem of the nation haunted by the legacy of slavery 
and ever weary of its reinstitution. Um, there is a professor from UC Irvine, Amy Willens. She has pointed out in her writing on several occasions after the revolution, Haiti teetered on the brink of reinstating slavery. The zombies of the Haitian voodoo religion were a more fractured representation of the anxieties of slavery mixed as they were with the occult trappings of sorcerers. Even then, the zombies' roots in the horrors of slavery were already there. Hmm. All right, so it was in this form of voodoo, sorcerer, and black magic that the Haitian myth first crossed paths with the American culture, making white zombie. Hmm. Although in the film White Zombie, the film doesn't begin to transform the undead in the way that other films have, like George Romero's films, perhaps. It would take another decade or so, but eventually the memory of Haitians of the Hades of Haitians' history and the suffering would be exercised from the zombie myth for good. And so this story about a man in 1980. Uh, he was a mentally ill man. He claimed to have been held captive as a zombie worker for 20 years. So he could not lead investigators to where he had worked, and his story was never verified. For decades, Westerners considered zombies little more than fictional movie monsters, but that assumption was questioned in the 80s when a scientist named Wade Davis claimed that he found a power, a powder, sorry, <laughs> that could create zombies. Thus, he claimed he had scientific basis for zombie stories. He did not believe in voodoo magic, but he did believe that he had found something that can poison victims into a zombie-like state. Um, this is a neurotoxin that comes from a pufferfish. Hmm. He claimed to have infiltrated secret societies of sorcerers and obtained several samples of this zombie-making powder, which later was chemically analyzed. Uh, Mr. Wade Davis wrote a book about it. You might have heard of it. It's called The Serpent in the Rainbow. It was later made into a movie. The movie is pretty crazy, for lack of a better word. For a while, Davis was widely touted as the man who had scientifically solved the mystery of zombies. However, his claims were later challenged by other scientists that were very skeptical of this powder um, the dosages that he were that he was using needed to be exact, since too much of the toxin could actually kill somebody. There were others who pointed out that nobody had ever found any of the plantations that he spoke of that were filled with zombie laborers. All right, so Mr. Davis wrote a second book. His second book was called Passage of Darkness, and it was about the Haitian zombies. Hmm. How to get a sip of my latte. Um, all right, so in this book, he refuted some of his claims, but he still insisted 
that the Haitian belief in zombies could be based on rare cases when when they were poisoned by the pufferfish toxin and later revived inside their coffin and taken from their grave. He added there was a much there was much more to the zombie phenomenon than this powder. It was only one part of the sociocultural belief in the power of witchcraft. In Haitian culture, voodoo priests do more than create zombies. They are said to bring blessings and curses through their magic. All right. So even though he tried to prove this, he was pretty much, people were like, eh, how about no? So a little bit of history on zombies there. So now we're going to talk about the modern zombie archetype and what really started all of this. So it goes all the way back to Mary Shelley and Frankenstein. So Frankenstein was not a zombie per se, but he was a man that was pretty much put together and brought back to life after being dead. Frankenstein was published in 1818 And many people say that's where modern-day concepts of zombies and vampires came from. Then we have tales of Edgar Allan Poe, H.P. Lovecraft, um, and the like. So then let's talk about the early 1950s EC Comics with one George Romero later would claim to be the influencer of all the zombies. Comics included Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror, Weird Science. And in these comics, there were zombies that were just avenging the undead. And then, yeah, we had um, Reanimator that popped up. Uh, Richard Matheson, Matheson's 1954 novel, I Am Legend, although it was classified as a vampire story, it definitely had an impact on the way George Romero saw zombies. Then we have the 1968 low-budget film, Night of the Living Dead. This would be the most influential somatic work in zombie history. All right, so then we have the evolution of zombies as a fast zombie or a running zombie. In Romero's work, there were slow zombies, um, but now they've gotten to be fast and they're aggressive. It's kind of terrifying. Uh, Movies like Resident Evil have made these zombies out to be crazy strong and... Yeah, I don't think I'd make it if I was in that movie. Uh Uh-uh, not one bit. So part of doing this research, a lot of people were asking questions about zombies. And one of the questions that I thought was very interesting was, are there zombies in the Bible? Um, And with Easter just being this past weekend... It's interesting to read about Jesus coming back from the dead. 
in in all forms of that, him being a zombie. Happy Zombie Jesus Day is what lots of people have said online. And it's one of those things where if you don't believe in that religion and Jesus coming back, then it is Zombie Jesus Day. But I'm not going to get into the religious aspects of that because this is not a show about religion. This is a show today about zombies. So are there zombies in the Bible? So the modern day zombie is not in the Bible, but there are many references to bodies being reanimated or resurrected, which may have inspired zombie myths throughout history. In the book of Ezekiel, um, there's a vision that he has where he's dropped into a boneyard and he tells the bones stories and prophesizes to them. And they start to shake and become covered with muscle and flesh and reanimated. But to quote Ezekiel, there was no breath in them. In the book of Isaiah, there is a quote, Thy dead man shall live together with my dead body. They arise, awaken seeing, that dwell in dust. For thy dew is as the dew of herbs, and earth shall cast out the dead. Um, yeah, so those are just two places in the Bible where there could be mentions of, quote, zombies or people coming back from the dead. So what what's our fascination with zombies? Why do we love them? Um, a lot of people say history is to blame. Um, in the Stanford News which came from, I believe this came from this live science website. Um, there is a woman named Angela. I can't pronounce her last name. So sorry, Angela. And she believes that mankind's perception of violence took a drastic turn after the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. She feels such large scale disasters cause people to fictionalize their deaths on a mass scale and focus on survival of the fittest, which is a common theme among, that's right, zombie books and movies. Mm -hmm. um, the CDC <laughs> agrees with this as well, and they took advantage of zombie mania and created a zombie preparedness website, which you can check out pretty funny. Um, and this website is to motivate people and prepare you for disasters and other tips on how to survive a zombie apocalypse and other catastrophes. Oh my gosh, guys, this is hilarious. So that's the talk on zombies. Um, what I wanted to do after I was done with this very short podcast. Sorry, guys. I'm finding it really hard to motivate myself these days. I don't know if anybody else is, but I am. Um, so I wanted to share a little bit of happiness at the end of every episode because we are living in super crazy times. I know everyone keeps saying that, but dude, it's ridiculous. This is so weird. It's beyond me. Um, so I wanted to share this happiness today. First off, I got to tour the Winchester Mystery House. This is something I've wanted to do in person my whole life. And hopefully when this is all over, I'll get to, but it was the coolest thing. It's so freaking cool. I loved it. 
Um, and another bit of happiness I wanted to share was that I've been reading to my preschoolers on Zoom. And it's tough, but it's so nice to see their little faces. So that's my little happiness to share. I'll share some more um, next podcast. I'll try not to slack off this week, but my next one is going to be about mermaids, which definitely makes me happy. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day, wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you soon. Go watch all the zombie movies. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.